you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Will he want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck? He's a real athlete, so give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence, too. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. And with one eagle slam, he'll lay you out on the floor. So listen up, it's time to go. It's the Kurt Angle Show. We are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing myself versus Jeff Hardy in a steel cage match. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt Steven Angle, I'm fucking fantastic, my friend, and I'm excited to be here. How are you doing, Glad buddy? To hear it. I'm doing fantastic <laughs> as well. <laughs> Dude, you can tell I'm wound up. I've been looking forward to, to working with you and doing this show. Uh, we've been texting and talking all week about this. But before we jump into lockdown 2012 and Jeff Hardy and all that good stuff, I wanted to get your take, man, on seeing your old dancing partner, Samoa Joe, back on TV again. He's on AEW, and he just recently won the Ring of Honor TV Championship. What are your thoughts on that, man? I think it's awesome. Samoa Joe, I knew he would come back eventually. He's not going to retire yet. This guy still has some life left in him. I'm looking forward to see what he has to offer to this day. Dude, it is. It's great to see him on TV. He had, uh, a week or so ago, a brutal match with Suzuki. They were just beating the shit out of each other. Very physical, huh? Oh, something else, Kurt. So it's cool. It's great to see him back. And like I said, Ring of Honor television champion. He's got the the gold around his waist. And uh, and I knew you had to be excited about that. Congratulations, Samoa Joe. There you go. <laughs> All right. From the Olympic Gold hero, medalist himself, our hero. So listen, as I said, we're here to talk about TNA and another TNA rival. And uh, it's the one, Mr. Jeff Hardy. He's getting it done, too, in the ring still to this day. You always had to enjoy working with Jeff, didn't you? Yeah, you know, Jeff was special. He was very innovative. He was a high flyer, a daredevil, especially at his size. I mean, he was six foot one, 220 pounds. He didn't look it, but he was every bit that size. And it was incredible what he was able to do in the ring. And the fans absolutely loved him. And I always look forward to working with him. Yeah, and uh, it's just unbelievable what he's done and accomplished throughout his career. The high-risk performer that he is. Uh, just incredible as long spot. as he's been going. The longevity. You're absolutely right. It's, it's unbelievable. So we're going to start at Victory Road to build to this match. And you defeat Jeff Hardy by cradling him. But you also grab the ropes for the pin. I'm assuming this is done to continue to build to that next match, right? Yeah, it was to continue the storyline to build up to the pay-per-view. I was going to get quick, cheap heat by cheating to win, you know, keeping myself in the heel category and Jeff in the babyface category. So it was just continuing the storyline till the pay-per-view. Which you did oh so well. And, uh, Kurt, we actually have that clip, so uh, let's take a look at it. All right. The wrestlers 
I mean, all the pomp and circumstance and whatnot. As you said, two different type of athletes out here. And Jeff Hardy doing his Jeff Hardy thing, just going wild out there. Kurt Angle popped off a few German suplexes. And Look at that. That was, a, that was the counter of the match, in my opinion, Mike, right there. I think it was. I think it was the major turning point in this matchup. Hardy back for the twist of fate and then went to the top. And here goes Hardy as he... Look at that. Oh, my God. That was in itself was nuts. So watch now. Watch this roll through by Angle here. Gets that momentum. Shoulders up. Rolling. Jeff can't see it. I'm telling you, even though he's holding the ropes. Well, maybe it, well, I couldn't tell from that angle. I thought maybe Jeff's shoulder was up, but sometimes the refs can't get it right. I mean, you don't really. See that, Cody? The great match, though. I'm the best, Cody. Your daddy is the best. No, it's real. Not a perfect science, though. He might. You cheating son of a bitch. <laughs> and bragging about it. <laughs> Listen, taking that swanton, man. Talk about the talk about that. <sighs> Listen, you know, you either take it the right way or the wrong way. And that was the wrong way. <laughs> there was one point in time where Jeff actually did a swanton from the top of the rope onto the floor. And he his ass hit my stomach. And my stomach almost exploded. So, you know, the swanton, when you do it, you want to make sure that his upper back hits your stomach and then his ass hits the mat. And sometimes it doesn't happen that way because you might be out too far and he can't get to you. So his ass hits your stomach, but it hurts like a son of a gun. <laughs> I saw you wince when you were watching the clip back. So I knew you didn't take that one the right way. No, I didn't. Oh man. So good. And, uh, not, so you get the win, hold the ropes uh, and defeat him. There's also some other news going on at this time. Ric Flair, he appears, uh, to be inducted into the WWE hall of fame for the second time as a member of the four horsemen. Are you surprised that TNA let him do the hall of fame while still under contract with them? No, no, I'm not surprised. I mean, you, you get inducted to the WWE hall of fame. It's the biggest pro wrestling hall of fame you can get inducted into. All it's going to do is bring publicity to your company. TNA was a smaller company. It was still running pretty hard, pretty good, but it wasn't nearly as big as WWE. And to have Ric Flair be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame as an employee of TNA gave TNA a lot of press. Another cool little nugget here was uh, that there was a lot of talk that WWE offered anyone at any point in time to go to TNA to let Flair to come in. Uh, were you ever asked about what TNA should do here? Okay, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. They were going to offer to give any other wrestler to TNA so Ric Flair could be inducted into the WWE. Make Hall an appearance. Thing. That's so right. So Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, well, Bobby Lashley, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> this is a while ago. So, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> they were talking about, and it was probably, I'm sure it would have probably been more of a mid uh, card star, but okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And yeah. you said any wrestler. So I thought, you know, <laughs> holy shit. That's uh, you know, that's pretty impressive. John Cena showing yeah. up on impact, John baby. Cena going it to would, TNA for a day. That would have never happened. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was the story. And, uh, you know, so I was just curious if you ever heard anything about that, Kurt. No, if I did, I would have been on that. Like a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I would have demanded John Cena.
There you or go. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Could you imagine John Cena, Kurt Angle, Impact Zone? Holy shit! <laughs> Main event. People hanging from the rafters. They would have. They would add one thousand one hundred people because they've been hanging <laughs> from the rafters. Uh, it's reported in the Observer that you're in uh, two three-way main events at live events against James Storm and Bully Ray, and that you're taking it easy. Do you remember what your body's condition was at this time, and how bad are you hurting? I feel like I ask you this every other show, Kurt. Well, because I'm injured all the time. You are, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I was suffering from a hamstring pull, and also I had a an injured knee, so I wasn't doing that great, but. I always worked around my injuries. I didn't have a problem doing that. I always wanted to give my best and make sure that I didn't re-injure myself. But at the same time, I wanted to perform for the fans. And to your point, uh, you know, Dave goes on. Supposedly, you were only doing these live events because of how close they were to Pittsburgh. Uh, so I'm sure that was important to you to make sure you were a part of those shows. Yeah, but you know what? I always tried to do TNA live events, house shows, any house shows. I wanted to show my loyalty to the fans because they were so loyal to me. And I, I was a full-time wrestler in TNA. And at that particular time, I wanted to make sure I went to these events, especially because they were close to Pittsburgh. Wow, Kurt, listen to you. You just wanted to make sure that you did them for the fan. You were like the Boy Scout of all Boy Scouts when it came to this, man. I love it. And El, but always the name thinking and face about of the Boy Scouts. <laughs> That's right. But you were always thinking about the fans, injured or not injured. And, uh, man, that's something that nobody, you know, they can't take away from you. Uh, you wrestled through so many injuries. Uh, as we can uh, continue through the storyline here in previous weeks, you had Garrett Bischoff. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not making that up here. Eric's son, take you the distance in a five minute angle challenge. And then you come back on impact and challenge him this time to a three minute challenge. Gunner attacks Garrett in under three minutes and it ends in a DQ. But this is some weird, odd stuff here, Kurt. And I got the clip, and we're going to check it out to, together, buddy. Here we go. Sounds good. Jeff Hardy wants a rematch with Kurt Angle. After what I did to him at Victory Road, why the heck would Jeff Hardy want a rematch with Kurt Angle? I'm the greatest wrestler of all time. I've already beaten him. This is what I do. And Kurt Angle never loses. Well, Kurt, technically, that's not true. It was a couple weeks ago that Garrett Bischoff survived a five-minute challenge with you. Who said that? Well, we all saw it on TV. I was a Oh, you saw it? Yeah, we all Oh, really? You saw it? Garrett! Hey! Are you telling people you beat me in our match? Yeah, I'm not saying anything to anybody. But, I mean, technically, I, it was a five-minute challenge, and I lasted five minutes with you. Oh, really? Technically, you lasted five minutes. Is that so? Technically. Yeah. Well, how about tonight? You technically last three minutes. You think you can do that? Mr. Angle, I will certainly try my best. I'm sure you will. I hate your guts. Wow. Get ready.
in the house here. Jeff Hardy recently teamed up with Garrett Bischoff. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So by now, you know, the Fed has raised interest rates and they're telling us they're going to raise rates six more times this year. What does that mean for you? It means waiting will only cost you money. If you've been thinking about building, if you've been thinking about buying, if you've been thinking about refinancing, the time to act is now. Waiting will cost you money. I urge you, I encourage you, just let us run the numbers for you. If you want to buy a house, go to buywithconrad.com. If you want a lower monthly payment, go to savewithconrad.com. And I know what you're thinking. Man, can I really save money if rates are going up? Absolutely. Because if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a second mortgage, if you need to make improvements to your home, there's not a better, easier, faster, more economical, cheaper way to borrow this money than to use your current equity in your house. Here's what we're talking about. All of a sudden, our houses are worth more than ever in the last couple of years because the real estate market is hot, 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 daddy. Now, what you do with this debt, once you owe that debt, is up to you. So if you don't do what I'm encouraging you to do and go to SaveWithConrad.com, man, just keep making the minimum payments. Now, they're going to jack up your interest rates on your credit cards, too. Just so you know, we're not just talking about home loan rates, but all the money is about to get more expensive. Now, you're right now sitting at an interest rate on your credit cards that's way too high. I don't know how high, but you may not either. Is it 19%? Is it 29%? Here's what I know. It's going up. And if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're making the minimum payments, if you don't feel like you have a real plan to get out of debt, now's the time to make that plan, baby. Savewithconrad.com. We can help you knock out all that debt, even let you skip your next two house payments, and more importantly, pay your house off faster. When we're really talking about saving on a refinance, the term is the killer. If the bank can trick you into giving them 29% of your gross monthly income every month until you die, it's mission accomplished for them. Don't take my word for it. Throw it in your Google machine. Mortgage is Latin for pledge until death. They put you in this thing to keep you beholden to them every month until you die. That's not the American dream. The dream is to get out of debt. I want to help you get out of debt today. Make a stand today. Tell the banks to stick it, brother. We're going to show them how to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. If you got car loans, check. I can handle that. You got credit card debt, check. I can handle that. Oh, and here's a pop quiz for you. Have you always wanted to do one thing to your house? Whether we're talking about upgrading your kitchen, upgrading your bathroom, putting in a pool, putting in a man cave, let's make someday today. All that's going to do is make your house worth even more. You're going to create even more equity. But at the same time, you're going to get those repairs or improvements done with no money out of pocket. You hear me? Why would you not do this? Get the dream house with the dream payment right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And if you're still throwing your money away on rent, I urge you, I encourage you, this is the year to take action. There is no stopping this real estate boom right now. I cannot believe what's happening, and I want you to be a part of it. Had you done it two years ago, you'd already be rolling in the dough, baby. 
What's that old proverb? The best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The second best time is now. Something like that. The second best time to buy a house is now. Find out how much money you can save when you stop throwing your money away on rent and you actually build some wealth for yourself at buywithconrad.com. And, buddy, we're licensed in almost all the states. Don't take my word for it. I know it sounds weird. Wait, the podcast guy about wrestling can help me save money? Go check out my reviews, conradreviews.com. You'll see more than a 1,000 reviews. Our average is like 4.71 or 4.72. You know what that means? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. We're going to save you some cash. You're going to love it. Run the numbers with me. No cost, no obligation. Buy with Conrad if you want to buy. Save with Conrad if you want to save. Either way, I can hook you up. Savewithconrad.com, NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. And oh, by the way, don't be nervous about talking about your credit report. I don't care that you had a late here or there. I don't care that you had a bankruptcy back in the day. I'm not going to tell you no. Now, I might say not yet, but here's how. You need a plan to get out of debt. You need a plan to buy a house, and I can help you with that plan at SaveWithConrad.com or BuyWithConrad.com. Or, hey, man, maybe you don't want to do that. Give us a call, 888-425-0105, or just drop me a line. Yes, email me, Conrad at SaveWithConrad.com. Buddy, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the whole goal and the plan was. It was just kind of something random sprinkled in there. <laughs> so whatever. It, it, well, it, it, I think this whole angle with Garrett Bischoff was just to get me more heat. I was being an asshole and I continued being an asshole. And I think what the, you know, the office or the writers were concerned about was that the fans were going to cheer half for Jeff and half for me. Uh, they wanted all the fans to cheer for Jeff. So they were trying to get more heat on me. Makes total sense. Okay. Now nah, we got it. Well, you helped Mr. Anderson defeat Jeff on impact and the match is designed that if Hardy loses, you will not give him a rematch at lockdown. The story's always been that Impact, Impact hoped Mr. Anderson would be their stone-cold Steve Austin. Do you think it was booking or Anderson himself that prevented that from happening? I, I don't know. I, you know, when I think about it, if they wanted him to be the stone-cold Steve Austin of TNA, they should have put his name and face on everything. On the marquees, on the DVD covers, Everything. They should have advertised him as the Stone Cold Steve Austin of TNA. He should have been the guy, the name and face. And I didn't see that. Well, Kurt, Impact continues on. We got another clip here from March 29th. It continues that story with you and Jeff. Let's take a look at it uh, next up. You want to know why I won't give Jeff Hardy a rematch of lockdown? I'll tell you why. Because I hate crybabies. And Jeff Hardy's the biggest crybaby I know. He's a bigger crybaby than my five-year-old son, Cody. I beat Jeff Hardy straight up at Victory Road, and he wants a rematch in lockdown? Come on! But I'll tell you what, Jeff Hardy, I have an idea. Let's say you, uh, you beat Ken Anderson in the middle of the ring tonight. I'll give you a rematch at lockdown. I'll give you something else to cry about lockdown. But if you lose, then the Kurt Angle bus is leaving the bus station for good, baby. The Hardy there. On the outside. Hardy going to try and regroup. Wait a minute. What a low blow right there by Angle. What a cheap shot by Angle from behind. First the low blow from behind. And then he, he runs Hardy's head into the post. Unbeknownst to Anderson. Unbeknownst to referee Earl Hebner. Anderson hits the mic check. Shoots the half Nelson. Here it is. There's your two. Anderson wins it. 
you can't blame Anderson. He just grabbed the victory. I, I, like you said, unbeknownst. He, I don't think he had a, he realized, nor did the referee, that Kurt Angle got involved. Kurt Angle's the big winner in this match, in addition to Mr. Anderson, because Kurt Angle, he now doesn't have to face Jeff Hardy at lockdown. There you go. Good old Shady Kurt up to his antics again. <laughs> well, Shady more heat. <laughs> So, and I know we talked, we touched on, uh, on Ken Anderson and the fact that his face wasn't on brand on the brand and everything. What were your overall thoughts though? While we're here, while we're talking about it, what did you think of Ken Anderson as a, as a performer? Oh, I thought he was great. Uh, especially on the microphone. His in-ring skills were really good. He could back it up in the ring. So, you know, I, I think he's one of the most talented wrestlers of his generation. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys, even in WWE, when he's doing the whole Mr. Mr. Kennedy bit. And then he came and did Anderson. It was like he could get it done on the mic. He was solid enough in the ring. And it's just kind of what happened, you know? I so don't know, like, because WWE was pushing the hell out of him. They were. Started. I mean, his first three wins were against, I think, Booker T, Rey Mysterio, and another <laughs> world champion. It was like back to back to back. It was like Vince McMahon was pushing the shit out of this kid. Yeah. And all of a sudden it stopped. Yeah. Back in 2010, uh, you guys came through for, uh, to Reading PA local to me. And, uh, when I went to the TNA show, you were there and, uh, but he was champ and they did a whole thing where you could get your pictures with the champ in the ring. And he was the guy I got my picture with in the ring there at that show. I waved <laughs> well, at you. It would have been with me, but I wasn't champion. Yeah. Time. And I waved at you and you looked at me like, what do you want? Asshole. So I just kept walking. <laughs> I think you kind of knew we'd work together one day. So, uh, but yeah, so there we go. Um, we move on with impact. Jeff Hardy challenges you finally, Kurt to a match at lockdown and when you're in the ring with Jeff, you know, you're going to be a part of some death defying stuff, Kurt, because you can imagine you're going to be in a cage. You know, there's going to be some shenanigans from the top of that cage. How are you feeling about this? Are you excited for this? Uh, being in a cage with the death defying Jeff Hardy. I was excited and I was a little bit worried <laughs> because I knew that Jeff was going to yes. want to do some crazy shit. But I wanted to get in the cage with Jeff because I never did that before. And I knew, you know, with his high-flying stunts, that the match would be pretty incredible. So I was really excited to get in the cage, but I was also scared to death. <laughs> you know, and you bring up a great point. He was a high flyer, and he was going to do some stunts. You're a wrestling machine, but again, your styles blended very well. Uh, Jeff could wrestle, well, we too. We have pretty good chemistry. You know, yeah. Je Jeff wasn't just a high flyer. He was also a pretty good technician. And, you know, when you needed him to jump for you, he would jump. So he was a great in-ring worker. Yeah. Now that's awesome. Uh, so around this time as well, edge is the main eventer of the WWE hall of fame. We know later on, he's going to return to the company, but you had to be proud, Kurt, to see him inducted. He mentioned you in a speech. So that had to be a highlight, right? That was cool that they mentioned me in the speech. Um, but I was a big part of his past. But Edge deserved the Hall of Fame. You know, he got his career taken away from him way too early. And uh, I think that WWE thought that he was done with his career. And they inducted him into the Hall of Fame. And eventually he came out and, you know, was able to uh, bounce back. And, you know, something happened with his neck. I don't know if it was the surgery or what, what was going on. But, you know, when he retired, there was a reason he retired because he wasn't able to wrestle. He wasn't able to pass a physical. But a few years later, he passed the physical, which is pretty amazing. 
It's incredible to see all these guys now passing physicals, able to get back in the ring. Especially today, you know, with yeah. all the lawsuits and everything, you would think the company would be a little more conservative about bringing them back. But at the same time, as long as they pass the physical, they're willing to put them out there. As long as they're cleared, they're cleared, right? And they got the doctor sign off. So speaking of uh, former Kurt Angle opponents that are making big returns or making the headlines, Brock Lesnar returns to the WWE around this time, the night after WrestleMania, after all his issues with the company, lawsuits, etc. That had to be really cool. I mean, you know, maybe one day we'll get to see Kurt and Brock at this point, right? This is awesome. Well, yeah, you know, it, it showed promise that, you know, they can possibly bring me back eventually. But, you know, Brock was a different story. You know, he when he left WWE, he wanted to try out. He, he actually wanted a part-time deal. They didn't want to give it to him. So he tried out for the NFL, and he did extremely well. He should have made the team. They wanted him to go to NFL Europe for a year and then come back and be on the team. He didn't want to do that because he didn't like traveling. So he went to UFC, MMA, and he became UFC champion. And out of that, he came back to WWE, but he left. Uh, he wasn't as big of a star as when he came back. He came back to WWE as a bigger star than he, he was did. before he left. And that, you know, there's a reason that WWE wanted him and they gave him the part-time deal. So he got everything he wanted. And, you know, with me, I left WWE, went to TNA, which was a smaller company and uh, didn't make me a bigger star, but it kept me out there. But eventually I would come back, but Brock and I were a different story. Hey, it, you know, you say it didn't make me a bigger star. It kept you out there and it kept you paid, my friend. Yes, it did. It kept, so, me, it kept me out there. At yeah. the end of the day, that's what really matters. And uh, so I got to ask, did you have much of a relationship with Brock around this time? We would talk every once in a while. We didn't, we weren't that really that close. Uh, you know, in the wrestling business, when you leave companies, you most likely are not going to contact them much at all, if ever. So <laughs> You know, you, you go home to your family, you, you, you meet new people, you go to a new company, have new friends. And unfortunately, you know, it's a sad state of affairs, but in this business, you just don't keep in touch, to be honest with you. And I think it's one of those two, those things too, when you do see each other again, it's like, Hey, old buddies connecting after a long time. And you just, yeah, right it, but it seems like yesterday you saw them. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like, uh, Oh God, I haven't seen you in 10 years. It's like, give me a hug. Yeah. I missed you, man. You know, I, I, you never lose that bond. Just like uh, when you got to see Stone Cold at WrestleMania, that picture's all yeah. over social yeah. media where you guys got <laughs> yeah. to shake hands and hug. Yeah, we actually cool. hugged. They only showed the handshake, but we were, yeah. we hugged it. You know, we haven't seen each other since I did his podcast a few years ago. So it, it was really cool to see Austin. Yeah, I, 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 you know, you did do his podcast, right, Kurt? Yes, I did. I think it would be nice for uh turnabouts fair for play us one to day. do mine. Yeah. Ask him. <laughs> we'll see what he says. There you go. Hey, you did his. It's time to return that favor one day. I did it twice. You're right. Well, well there you go. <laughs> well, listen, um, with everything though, you mentioned Brock, you mentioned they came to him with the part-time contract, but still there was a lot that went on there with him walking out on on Vince. There had to be some hard feelings. Was there any part of you that was still surprised that, hey, because Vince was just able to see past all of that and, and bring him back? Were you surprised at all? No, Vince has always been like that. You know, he forgives, but he never forgets. And, uh, you know, he, you know, when I left the company and I came back, I didn't have the same treatment as I did the first time, you know, and 
he was letting me know, hey, I forgive you, but I didn't forget what you did. You left me high and dry, and I'm going to make you pay. <laughs> so it's just one of those things you have to deal with. Right. You just got to put your tail between your legs a little bit and do but, what he says. You know, Brock didn't have to pay the price. No, nah, <laughs> man. Still, he's still being pushed to the moon. But to your point, it's because he came back bigger than ever. Yes, he came he back did. as a, a ma- massive star. So, well, also during this time, let's get to you. It's reported that you're actively training for the Olympic trials, but you had to pull out. As you talked about, you had that injured hamstring. And I think we've talked about it in past shows, but you were pretty serious right around here about pursuing the Olympics. Yes, I was training five days a week, and I was still wrestling full-time for TNA. But at 40 years old, you can't wrestle pro wrestling every single week, four or five days a week, and train for the Olympics five days a week. It's just impossible. Your body's going to break down, especially at that age. And, uh, you know, I injured my knee, and I, I injured my hamstring, and there was just no way for me to go forward unless I wanted to take off of, w, or of TNA uh, and not work for them because if I kept training, I would have injured myself worse and I wouldn't have been able to work. Well, Hulk Hogan, that's right, brother. He's back to being the babyface commissioner for impact. And he decides to make you versus Jeff on impact. Do you like Hogan in this, uh, this whole commissioner role here for, for TNA? Well, I remember Hogan at the time was, um, teasing about coming back to wrestle, but I think in the meantime, this was a great spot for him. Because he's Hulk Hogan, and having him on TV is very uh, important to do that. Uh, you're going to draw more ratings with Hulk Hogan on TV. So this was the perfect spot for him. Well, in the match on Impact, you end up bleeding, and you bump Brian Hebner. Hardy hits the twist of fate on you, and you roll out of the ring and get counted out. Meltzer pays you a hell of a compliment in this match. I'm telling you, Dave Meltzer loved you, dude. Here Can't we go believe again. It. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt may be the one guy who could jump into a drained swimming pool, break all kinds of bones, tape himself up and do an outstanding. Oh, he said, and do a three-star match, but that doesn't mean that it's recommended behavior. I mean, he's really putting you over here, Kurt, fall into yeah, a drained well, swimming say pool. Four or five star match. Yeah. I don't like the stars there. I should be four or five, Dave. <laughs> But still, it's high praise for you, you know? So uh, were you just forcing yourself out there in regards to your health? It sounds like you were. You were committed to this. Yes. I, you know, I, I always went out there and wrestled regardless of whether I was injured or not. And it was just important for me to do it. I, I got so used to working around injuries that it didn't phase me anymore. And when it comes to your health, you need to make sure you're prepared for anything with Goliath Life. It's time to tell you again about something I'm super passionate about, and that's protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for GoliathLife.com, but to me, this is really all about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all have medical and auto insurance, yet we never know if we're going to ever have need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that really sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit GoliathLife.com, and I mean right now. Listen, I've lost two friends in their 40s in the last year and a half, and I don't ever want to think about what their families would be going through had they not had life insurance. If you don't have it, get it. Protect your family. And I suggest you go to GoliathLife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance Super easy. 
GoliathLife.com streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers within minutes, and you'll pick the terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price. You start the online application immediately and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. I've done it. They've sent someone to my office. I skip the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. GoliathLife.com makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. GoliathLife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and bring your application in few easy clicks right now at GoliathLife.com. Since you walk out, Hogan makes you versus Hardy in the cage at lockdown, and I have the clip. Let's check it out. Hardy still favoring the injured ankle. Slowly makes his way to the top. Coach Grevin, referee Brian Hebner. He's he's using Brian Hebner as a human shield to prevent Hardy from coming off the top. Went for the low blow, but it was blocked by Hardy. Yeah, Hardy one step ahead of Angle. in trouble here. Jeff Hardy looking good. Here he goes. Went for the twist of fate, but Angle able to drop down and roll out. Yeah, Kurt Angle definitely did the right thing to break the momentum of Jeff Hardy. Kurt Angle got to be careful you don't get counted out here. And as the referee puts in the count, Kurt Angle is walking away. Taking a shortcut here. I don't want to face uh, Jeff Hardy anymore. He's just going to take the count out. Wow. It's all about taking a shortcut. Your winner is a result of a count out, Jeff Hardy. Shortcut. Kurt Angle took the coward's way out. Yeah, I understand that, Mike. I mean, sometimes you feel like it's not your day to pick a guy on, and Kurt Angle, he failed. Very good. I told you things are changing around here. You can't run and hide. You can't get disqualified anymore, Kurt. You know something? I'm locking you in a steel cage with Jeff Hardy in lockdown. And it's true. It's really true. I already beat him. Brother. Come on. Hogan, you can't do this. Hogan! You can't do this. I'm cutting. Damn it. I'm Kurt Angle, damn it. You can't do this, Hogan. It's set, buddy. You and Jeff Hardy. Hulk Hogan pissed me off. (laughs) He did piss you off, and we're here. The match between you and Jeff is rated as the best match from the Wrestling Observer readers. Kurt, it seemed like everything you were doing was just, you were, (laughs) it it was like gold. Or Dave Meltzer's in love with me. He is. One or the other. (laughs) 
Maybe that's a t-shirt. Dave Meltzer's in love with me. <laughs> I love it. Idea. Everybody else's shows are like, you know, fuck Dave Meltzer and they have all these shirts. You, I think I Dave, love Meltzer, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> yeah. I love Dave. That should be your shirt. I love Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Here it is. It's the sixth match on the card. Jeff Hardy beats Kurt Angle after a swanton off the top of the cage in 14 minutes, 50 seconds. And Kurt, don't worry. You know me. I got the clip. I'm going to show it after I read this right up because we got to see this swanton. There were <laughs> dueling chants with the men cheering for Angle and the women cheering for Hardy. Okay, so the women aren't India apparently, Kurt. That's what I just learned. Men obviously like heels. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And and this is before the whole exposure. Was it before? No, the exposure of your buttocks had already happened in WWE. <laughs> so I don't understand. But not a lot of women go to TNA shows. So Angle was the favorite. Hardy juiced about five minutes into the match. Hardy used the whisper and the wind for a near fall. He hit the twist of fate and went to the top. Angle got up and ran up the ropes to, and gave Hardy an Olympic slam off the top rope. Hardy used a Vader reverse splash off the top for a near fall. Crowd was chanting, this is awesome. You're used to that chant, Kurt. You know how that uh, goes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Hardy considered leaving the cage to win, but Angle grabbed his ankle and put on the ankle lock. Hardy reversed into an ankle lock of his own. An angle teased tapping out, but refused and escaped. Hardy delivered a twist of fate again. He climbed to the top for a swanton, hit it. Angle kicked out, said, that's not going to do it against me, you son bitch. Hardy then climbed to the top of the cage and delivered the swanton off the top of the cage for the pin. Angle was then helped. Oh, wow. You needed help to get to the back three and three quarter stars. Let's wow. check it. Let's check out this match ending, Kurt. You got to see it for yourself. Here we go. Sounds good to me. Straps her down. Angle's all business right now, my friend. Look at those eyes. Look at that look. Daring Hardy to get up. As Hardy's up, Angle goes for another slam. Cut off! Oh, Again, trying to beat Angle in his own game. Beautiful. Gonna go swat on again. How many times? How many more swat? Wait a minute. No, no. Oh no, no. Hardy hits all the way don't to the top it. of the steel cage. Jeff, don't do it. You're freaking out of your mind. Don't do it, Jeff. Jeff, don't do it. Oh, my God. The crowd goes crazy. <laughs> well, Kurt, his butt hit the mat like it was supposed to. I noticed that. And you know why? Because before he went up, I positioned myself, got a little closer to the corner because <laughs> I knew his ass was going to land on me. So I, I didn't give him a choice. He literally, he had to do a modified um, a swanton. Yeah. He couldn't go out in the middle of the ring. He had to like just dive forward and, and duck his head real quick because I was close to the side. I was close to the corner and I did that on purpose. So he wouldn't kill me. 
<laughs> so I got to ask you, he, we, as we picked up the match, I saw him use your angle, your Olympic slam, whatever we're allowed to call it now, angle slam, Olympic slam. I saw him use that. He uses the ankle lock. What do you think about guys using your own moves against you? Do you care about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it depends who they are and, you know, Jeff is not really a submission guy. I wasn't crazy about that, but it was an idea that he had. And I figured, you know, sure. I had a lot of respect for Jeff and you know, if I he think wanted that's to do the key. It, I was going to let him do it. I think that's the key. It depends on your relationship with the, with yeah. the person you're wrestling with. Right. And the respect yeah, like Chris Benoit, I would have done it in a second. There you go. Uh, he's, he's a great submission wrestler. Yeah, I always wondered how guys felt about guys using their own moves against them in their match. Like, yeah, hey, that's my move. That's what I win with. Especially if they don't apply it right. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't make it look like shit, pal. Okay, you can do it. But if you make it look shitty, the last time <laughs> right. you, you get one it. chance. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So what are your overall thoughts on the match itself here? Oh, I thought it was awesome. I thought we did an incredible job. I was really happy with my performance, especially with my torn hamstring. You could see I had my leg taped. But Jeff was, again, awesome. You know, this was his forte. This is what he did best. And uh, he was a daredevil, a stunt guy. And this was right up his alley. And it was really cool to put him over. And this is you two kind of collaborating together then, Kurt? I know there wasn't a whole yes, lot. Yes, of- yes. Yeah. Surprisingly, I came up with a lot of the ideas, too. It wasn't just Jeff. We both did. We collaborated together. Yeah. And you mentioned that, uh, you know, not only was Jeff a high flyer, but he could, he jumped for you and he was just as good in the ring as a technical wrestler. So it was good. Your, your styles matched well. Yeah. So that was cool to see. How did it feel taking a swan Tom from that high though, but you took it right versus a standard swan Tom. Well, you know what? It didn't matter because his upper back hit me. Uh, his ass didn't hit me, mm. which the last time I, you know, he landed on me, he, ne- he nearly, uh, split me in two. So I just wanted to make sure that, uh, he didn't do it again. So I got close to the corner and it was the right choice. Uh, good stuff. Kurt lockdown, 2012. Listen, if you haven't checked it out, go back. You can fast forward through all the other matches. Cause the only match that matters is Kurt angle. Jeff Hardy <laughs> oh, it's in the true. Cage. It's damn true. And uh fun match, big spot off that cage. And uh, thank you, Kurt, for going through this. Now, we have some questions from our audience members, and so let's jump right into it. We'll start with adfreeshows.com. Top guy, Patrick Ruth. He says, Kurt, would you? how would you rank this match? Uh, would you rank this behind Samoa Joe as your all-time greatest cage match? For TNA in particular, because I had a better cage match in WWE with Chris Benoit. Uh, but with TNA, I would say Samoa Joe was my favorite match because it was an MMA style match, but Jeff's is immediate second. Okay. Now. So there you go, Patrick. He agrees with you. He ranks it right behind the Samoa Joe match for TNA, uh, money, Mike McClanahan, AFS top guy. We also call him DiBiase jr. Uh, he, uh, asked in 2011 and in 2010, Kurt had some high profile steel cage matches with Jeff Jarrett and Mr. Anderson respectively. Going into this, his third cage match, did Kurt feel any pressure to top his previous performances? Was there a conscientious effort on Kurt's part to give the match a unique vibe? Well, I wanted to give it a unique vibe, but what made it unique is they're all different wrestlers. You know, Ken Anderson, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Hardy, they all have different styles. So I never put pressure on myself to outdo my previous performance because these matches were all going to be different. We're all going to be different, be di- doing different moves, setting the heat a different way, 
uh, doing the comeback in a different way and the finishes were going to be different. So I never put pressure on myself to outdo another match. Uh, but, but, you know, I did put pressure on myself to have the best match I possibly could that particular day. I think that's a great point. You can never really spend time looking about what you did in the past. It's like, okay, what am I going to do today? That's going to really pop the crowd and entertain the audience and put on a really good performance. Definitely. You know, that's kind of how you have to look at it. It makes sense. Uh, adfreeshows.com top guy, Brad Stanton says, did you ever grow up to go up to Jeff Hardy and call him crazy for all of his <laughs> high risk taking? You know what? No, I didn't, but I told him he needs to tone it down. I told him that at house shows and some of the TVs don't use all your stuff, save it for the pay-per-views and the big TVs, the important TVs, because you're, you know, your body, you only have one body. Yeah. And if you bang it up too much, you're not going to be able to perform anymore. If you want to have a nice long career. You need to save yourself and make sure you only do the spots that you do in the most important matches, the pay-per-view matches and the important TV matches. The other stuff, you can just wrestle and have fun and, you know, and, and uh, participate with the fans and, you know, include them in the match and just, you know, enjoy yourself. Yeah, dance around. Do anything, you know, crazy. You know, Jeff, Jeff always did crazy stuff. And he never let his fans down, even at house shows. He was doing the swanton from the top rope. He was diving over the top rope outside of the ring. He always put his body in jeopardy, no matter what kind of show it was. And I think what better person to talk to him about the importance of that than you? I mean, of you, course, you know what? I didn't tone it down either. <laughs> that's why I'm listening. I to was you injured like, and I never toned it down. So listen to you call him. I, I was a a black. And, you know, Jeff was a high flyer and I was trying to tell him, listen, you're doing some dangerous stuff. It's the pot calling the kettle black over here. In Kurt <laughs> I know. Tone it down. Don't take it too hard. You know, people told me to tone it down. Mr. Torn hamstring over here. Just running around acting like nothing's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Kurt. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I mean, uh, adfreeshows.com slap not to count Kyle asks, which Hardy did you prefer working with Matt or Jeff? <laughs> and oh, this is a good, and who was more extreme in the ring you or Jeff? So let's start with Ugh. the first one. Which Hardy did you prefer? I know you're going to keep it right down the middle. I can't That's wait. Tough. I, I can't pick. <laughs> I mean, they, they both, they both had identical styles, but very different styles at the same time. You know, um, you know, Matt had this, um, uh, he had this hereditary problem where he couldn't bend his knees. I don't know if you ever seen it when he gets up, he uses his hands and his legs are straight and he has to push himself up on his feet. And so his, his wrestling style is different because of that. Yeah. And, uh, but, but he's still a high flyer. He doesn't yeah. crazy stuff. Uh, Jeff, you know, was just crazy as hell. Yeah. And smooth. Uh, he, he probably put his body on the line more than anybody I've ever met. Uh, but, but who was more extreme me or Jeff, obviously Jeff was, but as far as which one was my favorite, I have to say they're a tie. I can't pick one or the other. I'm sorry. Come on, Kurt. I'm sorry. I know I'm being political right now. Oh, so politically correct. <laughs> He, he told me off air it was Jeff, but um, nah, he, he didn't. I can't do that to you. But I know you liked working with both of them, uh, and so there you go. All right, let's see. Adfreeshows.com. Top guy, Bryant Harems, Harezma says, sorry, buddy, I butchered your name. Having a match with Jeff Hardy in a cage match means Jeff would want to jump off the top of the cage. Did Kurt feel any pressure to try and outdo him with a moonsault? Of course, you know, you know, you're going to be wrestling Jeff Hardy and 
he's going to do some crazy stuff and you want to kind of match it. But what I did is I, I, I decided since Jeff was going over, I wanted to let him shine. I didn't do a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, I wanted to save it for Jeff Hardy. And I think I made the right choice. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, at freeshows.com top guy, Zol Lopez, our buddy Zol's back. And he says, it's been discussed ad nauseum about the six-sided ring. But what about a six-sided ring with a cage? Does it differ at all from pe- prepping for a four-sided cage? <laughs> Actually, no. There's no difference. One's a four-sided cage and one's a six-sided cage. I think the six-sided cage is a little bit smaller than the four-sided cage. But other than that, there is nothing different. A wrestling historian asks, uh, were you concerned working with Jeff Hardy in a steel cage match, given his affinity for jumping off high places? Um, yeah, yes. And no, I mean, you know, I was, I was really concerned about the swanton off the top of the cage. Other than that, I was game for anything. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, dude, you know, it's going to be, and you said Jeff and I, work together, putting this match together, uh, behind the scenes that he pretty much tell you before you went out, Hey, you got to know, Kurt, I'm coming off the top of that cage. Of course. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's a no brainer that Jeff Hardy's going to go to the top and yeah. this one time. So, you know, it's coming. Uh, if, if he doesn't, he's letting the fans down. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Jeff Hardy is always going to give his finish from the top of the cage. If he has a cage match, especially if he's going over. It wasn't if he was going from the top of the cage. It was how many times could he possibly go off the top of the cage? <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Ben's up next, and he said, "Did you like participating in cage matches?" I love all the cage questions. If not, what other stipulation matches did you like being in the most? So, what about it, Kurt? Well, I wasn't up for. I wasn't, you know, excited about doing stipulation matches. You know, gimmick matches. Tables, ladders, chairs, anything goes, last man standing, cage matches. I would do them if I had to, but I was a thoroughbred wrestler. I like straight up wrestling, uh, you know, anything with technique and psychology and uh, getting in the ring and just having straight up wrestling matches. That's my forte. But, you know, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll get in the cage and I'll do a last man standing match, no doubt about it. But they weren't my favorites. Straight up wrestling was my and it's something because one of your most well-known talked about historical matches of all time was that crazy match with Shane McMahon from King of the Ring. <laughs> the street fight, yes. And that was the street fight. So. 2001 King of the Ring, I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. I got so banged up in that match. Shane and I both did. We ended up in the hospital that night, and we were in wheelchairs in the waiting room high-fiving each other. That's how much idiots we were. One of these days, me, you, and another member of that match is a part of the ad-free family. We'll all have to do a watch-along together. Mike Kyoto was the ref for that. Me, you, and Mike, along with our our, our, our friends on ad-free shows, will have to do a watch-along of that match together. That's a great idea, Paul. That would be a ton of fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. All right, Richie is up next, and he says, how would you compare Jeff Hardy to the other high flyers that you've been in the ring with? Well, for one, I think I said it before, his size. I mean, he was six foot one. I mean, he, he was 220 pounds. He was every bit that size. And for him to do what he did in the ring was nothing short of incredible. I mean, Jeff Hardy being a high flyer at that size yeah. is truly amazing. It really is. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. When you think of the, that style, it's like more the Ray Mysterio guys and the, and some of the, the smaller, smaller guys. Yes. Yeah. And then for him, six one to be able to do what he did does is incredible. Well, Kurt, listen. That wraps up our 
conversation around lockdown 2012. This was a good time. Next up is AJ Styles and your entire relationship and career with him. It's a tribute to AJ Styles. That's all it is. This next podcast. (laughs) It's all about AJ, your matches with him, your thoughts on him, his career accomplishments. We got clips. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait to talk about it with you. Speaking of potential, one of my favorite opponents to work with. Yes. Being a potential podcast guest, I'll throw that one in your ear too for down the road. (laughs) But man, yeah, there you go. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But before we get out of here this week, you know what time it is, brother. It's time for physicallyfit.com because we all want to look like you with our shirts off. How do we do that? Uh, physicallyfit.com. You can get these. That's right. Chicken snacks and snack smart, crispy protein bites. One's chicken breast protein and one's plant organic plant protein. You can order them at physicallyfit.com. Use the promo code angle pod and get 20% off your first order or become a lifetime member and get 20% off for the rest of your life. These things are amazing. You're going to absolutely love them. We got nothing but four and five star reviews and, uh, they really speak for themselves. Wow, man. Meltzer gave you nothing but four and five star reviews. Now the fans are giving you nothing but four and five star reviews for your chicken snacks. Giving the chicken snacks four or five star reviews. Man, <laughs> you, you don't know. You don't know failure at all. You don't you don't know any of that in your life. <laughs> I failed many times. Hey, listen. Before I succeeded. <laughs> well, you're getting it done now, my friend. I saw it being advertised on Wives of Wrestling. You know that yeah, show, right? My wife, my beautiful wife Giovanna, advertised them. She knows the deal. She's got to advertise chicken snacks on her show. <laughs> she knows the deal, or she's getting that ankle lock too, baby. <laughs> oh man, I hear they're having some entertaining dialogue over yeah, on that yeah. show. They go, buddy. Off, they go off the deep end. They do some crazy stuff. They talk about some crazy stuff. Yeah, like personal things with our lives. Yeah, like how they shaved yeah. your bodies and all this other stuff. There's all kinds <laughs> of wacky stuff going on over there, man. I don't even know if you know half of it. It's insane. <laughs> Listen, let's get into KurtAngleBrand.com and Kurt. Share with them what the, all the fun stuff they can get over there, my friend. That's right. Milk cartons right there. <gasps> I got milk a milk cartons. curtain. Uh, you got uh, cowboy hats, um, milk cartons, uh, T-shirts. Uh, we got birthday cards. <laughs> we got it all. We have autographed photos. <laughs> Go to KurtAngleBrand.com. <laughs> Go order yours. I'll send it. Uh, you know, you, you order your, you know, whatever you want, request. And it'll be sent in the mail to you within the next two weeks. You'll get it. He's going to do cameos for you. And whatever you want him to say, via video, whether you want him to sing to you, whether you want to (laughs) dance for you, whatever you you just want me to say, you suck. I'll do that. (laughs) He's really good at that. He's really good at that. So I hear that every week after I'm done recording the show. So he's really good at that. Listen, wildcatbelts.com. Get you one of these bad boys. Kurt goes to grab his. He's grabbing his puppet. We'll get there after that. But yeah, look at that championship belt, Kurt. Tell him about it. This is the championship belt, Kurt Angle championship belt from Wildcat Belts. And uh, it's incredible. The detailing is amazing. 24 karat gold plating, uh, quality leather. This is one of the nicest titles I've ever seen. This company also does the WWE titles and the AEW titles. They're, they're pretty incredible. They have, you know, they're great reputation. Yeah. He's doing WWE does NXT. Kurt, is it true that sometimes you've mentioned you walk around your house in your underwear. Do you wear that belt as well? When you're strutting around the house, I hear you of like course, to wear it loud and proud, 
Especially in my underwear. Of course I wear yeah, the belt. Yeah. You got to. It's That's not a belt. It's a title. Yeah. We learned that. We Vince learned McMahon that. will get pissed off at you. Call it a belt. It's a title. Buddy, a few weeks ago, Cody was on and he was doing a promo with the Miz and he made the mistake of calling it a belt and, and the Miz corrected him on Miz TV. <laughs> a belt holds up your pants, Cody. It's a title right there on live raw. He corrected him. That's awesome. Yep. Oh, Cody kind of was like, oh shit. He kind of had that. Oh shit. Look on his face. Well, he did leave WWE for a while. So yeah, no, you got to cut him some slack. And then he said wrestlers instead of superstars too. So it was like two things. <laughs> That's Who a big no-no with Vince. Oh man, yeah. so good. Well, listen, our final plug uh, for this week is Saturday, August 27th. It's wrestling night at the park for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers with Kurt motherfucking angle baby podcast <laughs> we'll at the plate that's right kurt and i'll be there appleton wisconsin we're gonna have a great time we're gonna do a live podcast do a q a style kurt's gonna do a meet and greet sign autographs kiss babies shake hands uh whatever you want sing and dance kurt's gonna be able to because he has new knees uh which we learned a few weeks ago he's gonna run the bases throughout the first pitch he might hit a grand <laughs> slam it's kurt angles night at the park so make i will try to run the bases <laughs> make sure you're there and uh we're gonna have a blast this is the year of the Kurt Angle show. I'm telling you that right now. That's right. Make Damn sure right. you're on board because we are having an absolute blast covering his career, having special guests on. We have a big one coming in June that we're really excited about and more to come. You heard me pushing them for the stars. We're going to get some stars and we're going to have a lot of fun right here on the Kurt Angle show. Kurt, thank you so much for the show this week, my friend. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. All right. With all that, we're going to be back again next week. It's all things the phenomenal AJ Styles. On behalf of Kurt Angle, I'm Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.